0: All right, welcome. December sometimes with Benny. Tonight I have Travis Eberhart with us, and it's crazy. It's it's crazy how life circles, right? Because I met you when you were a poolie, like what nine eight years ago, eight or nine like, years ago?
1: Yeah, seven, seven, eight years ago.
0: Yeah. So seven, eight years ago, I met I meet you. You're a poolie, probably applicant, becoming a poolie, in RSS monmouth. Now Selected for staff sergeant, now new recruiter at RSS Monmouth, where you came from, where I was a poolie, where I was the station commander, where I was a recruiter. So it's crazy that life just puts people back where they came from, Um, especially, you know, clearly you chose to go to Monmouth with the new cool incentives that are out there. You were able to come home to, you know, where you started. And um, so number one, just thank you for coming on, man. I really appreciate the time. As you're taking away, because it'll probably be one of the last weekends you have with your family. Let's just be honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so, without further ado, man, thank you so again so much, Travis. Just, um, just introduce yourself for everybody, and then we'll get right into it, man.
1: Yeah. So, uh, I'm Travis Ebehart. Um, like you said, Staff Sergeant Select. Um, I came from this area for, uh, in New Jersey, um, around the Monmouth area, and uh, joined the Marine Corps. Went. All around the world and now i'm back here to be a recruiter to try to spread the word the message and uh, the good times that i've had uh to all these new people out here so nice. yes yeah.
0: so so before we get into the whole recruiting duty thing and talking about that what why did you join the marine corps how did, how did that whole thing happen like was it something cool and nifty that your recruiter said to you <laughs> like how did how did that happen
1: it, it's actually funny so i i didn't meet a recruiter um like normally like how people like see recruiters in their high school or walking around stuff like that i actually called in um and i was just like hey i was in college wasn't for me kind of want to do something with my life can't can't really do a nine-to-five job thing kind of want to do work with my hands be out be dirty be dangerous and got to talk to uh, at the time gunny diaz uh, and he kind of just you know, went through the steps with me. And next thing I know, I'm off to Paris Island.
0: Oh, wow. So you were yeah. okay. So you were office traffic, which does not exist. Just so you know, it is not an option perfect. there in Macris, <laughs> but it does not exist to not ever click it. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but but no, man. So okay, so how so when when it comes to that, right? How? How does it feel now being in the Marine Corps going back to where you started? Like, how does that feel for you?
1: It it's a really crazy feeling because um, you go through your Marine Corps career, whether it's four years, eight years, twenty years down the road, and you're around, especially in this four year, the first four years, you're around all these new people who you know get to the fleet the same time as you, and they always talk about where they're from, how like, hey, yeah, I can't wait to go back, or like, hey, I you know don't want to go back, I want to kind of like move away from there they use the Marine Corps as a, as a way to get out of like the yeah. situations they've been in or their hometown. Cause maybe some people aren't in a small hometown. Um, and it's crazy to think like, Hey, people say like, I'm not going to go back home. And now not only am I coming back home, but I'm coming back home as a Marine, not as like I got out.
0: Yeah. So you're coming, uh, so you're coming back home to work, not just coming yeah. home to chill. Like it's weird, right? Yeah. It's a weird feeling. Yeah,
1: it's a very, it's a very weird feeling.
0: Yeah, and because I had the same feeling. Well, me, I was a reservist the whole time, right? So besides my deployment to Afghanistan, like I was already home when I became a recruiter in in Monmouth. But it mm-hmm. still was different because you're like people know you, especially for you, it's got to be weird because like people knew you seven eight years ago here, right, as a yep. young adult. And now you're going to be the face of the Marine Corps and you're the face of the Eberhart clan. And now you're going to go out there and you're going to make yourself known to the different schools and stuff like that. And now people are going to look at you and be like, wait a minute, you're not that, that same douchebag kid that you were 10 years ago. Like, what the heck is going on? And, and I'm telling you, like, you're going to get those conversations and it's going to be weird mm-hmm. for you because you're going to be like, oh, wow, like they don't remember me like I remember me. Like, you and, and, and you know what I mean? So it's, yep. it, ha, how do you feel about that? Is it like nerve wracking? Have you thought
1: about that at all? It's a little nerve wracking. Like, I've actually had, uh, Kind of a couple conversations with some of those friends, that, pretty much about this, um, like friends that I've had prior to the Marine Corps. Um, I come back and you know, when you're in the Marines, you'd, like you go home on leave for like the holidays, the long ones, Christmas yeah. blocks and stuff like that, and like you kind of catch up here and there. But at the end of the day, it's not like a a normal friendship catch up. It's like, hey, I see you, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you <know?
0: laughs>
1: see you next year, cool, yeah, yeah, um, and like. I know how I progressed, you know, just as an overall person. And it's it's kind of s- weird to see that, like, some friends that you've had um, before the Marine Corps, they haven't progressed anywhere near the same way you have progressed. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's kind of like you look at why. Yeah. And, you know, it's definitely because, you know, what the Marine Corps gave me and yeah. the opportunities that it gave me. yeah, And, and it's like, hey, where would you be if you actually did something sort of like this?
0: Yeah. And, it, and it's just because, like you said, like the word opportunities, right? Like you're you're talking about like, hey, the Marine Corps gave me an opportunity. I took it and then I did all these things with it. And now it's changed me, you know, mentally, physically, emotionally, all these different things. And and it's important that you realize that because with you realizing that, that's how you're going to use your own experience to talk to these younger generation, because you're going to be able to tell them like, bro, like, and that's why I love the fact that the Marine Corps allows Us to come back to where we started because that's really how it should be. Like, because you're able to sit here and be like, Hey, I graduated Howell Township and you know, I was doing this, I went to Brookdale or I went to this college, and you know what, it didn't really work out for me. Like, what you are doing is exactly what I was doing, man. And this is what you know, hearing my story, and now just by spreading that message, like you said at the beginning that natural tenacity and your natural story is going to be able to just to speak to those people. And then naturally you're going to be able to do your job, which essentially is, you know, just continue to lead mentor and inspire the Marine Corps. Right. Yeah. So what, what are your thoughts though? Like as far as like right now, how do you feel like just coming into this, like you check in on Monday, like how, what are your, what's your feeling like, Are you overwhelmed are you like what do i expect like what are your
1: thoughts right now it's it's a little bit of everything honestly like it's just like if you go into any new situation um you always get those butterflies in your stomach like man this is gonna this is gonna be different and and it Mm -hmm. really is like yeah i'm a marine still but this is an entirely different aspect that i've never been a part of before because i can go to a different unit and do my same job that i have been doing for the past eight years not really get the same butterflies but now you're going into an entire different aspect of the Marine Corps and doing something that you haven't done before. You get that those butterflies. So I, I you know, I, I'm excited. I'm wow. definitely, definitely. Um, I, I want to see what this has to offer, uh, and then how can it how it can give me opportunities to improve myself down the road and take what I've learned here back to the fleet and improve that way and help others improve. So I'm mm. I'm pretty excited.
0: Word. Now how how did you feel when you got the news Hey, you're going to be a recruiter? Like when that his list came out, <laughs> like what was, so this is a two part question because I always kind of get this one mixed up. Like, so before you get histed, you've heard about Marine Corps recruiting duty before, <laughs> like mm-hmm. you've been in the Marine Corps for seven or eight years. You had the lovely master Sergeant Diaz as somebody who was a great friend and confidant, someone you still speak to. So in this time before getting histed, what were the stories that you've heard and what were your overwhelming thoughts having gotten histed? Like what was going on there?
1: So for me, the second I found out I got histed, um, it, it's funny cause I was, I was in my S6 shop. I was uh, in my cage and I was just working on my normal day to day stuff. And then um, my, my gunny at the time comes in and goes, Hey, do you hear? I'm like, hear what? You're not going to be here that much longer. I was like, oh, gosh, what? I get orders. I'm going on deployment. Like, what am I doing? He's like, nope. You got hissed. Mm. Uh, and it, it's like my heart dropped um, because, like, like you said, uh, I'll tell you about some of the stories I've heard. Um, what Whether it's drill instructor or recruiting duty, like everyone always shares the horror stories, and not the good stories. So that's all I got bombarded with. Like from a- every person that I worked with who who was in charge of me, um, they all share their experiences because I, I was actually lucky that um, – like 75% of my uh, immediate chain of command were all recruiters. So the first thing they did when they said, when I found out I got histed and then I decided like, Hey, I want to go down the recruiting route over the drill instructor route. um, They just bombarded with like the the horror stories. And it was kind of like a, wasn't to scare and deter me, but kind of just make sure like I understand what's going to happen. So it definitely was a feeling of man, why me? But, but then you look.
0: <laughs> so let me ask you this question, right? So in this amount, in this time, where you find out you're getting hissed and you tell, and your higher, uh, your higher ups know that you're getting hissed and now they t- they come over and they start sharing their stories. In the midst of them telling all of these bad stories and all this shit storm of stories, was there anybody who was telling you like, "Hey, this is what it can do for you"? Was there anybody who was like, "Hey, this is the good part. This is the light at the end of the tunnel. This is why you're not going to hate yourself." Is, was there anybody that was doing that?
1: Uh yeah, but it wasn't like a hey, like an outright, "Um, this is what's going to happen to you." Mm. I kind of saw that from how they act. Okay. Um, ah. it was, more, it, it was so you more saw like, that
0: from them them now as leaders exactly. and what they've gained. So them them how they work through it now. You're like. Okay, this is what recruiting duty did for them. Yeah, in that aspect.
1: Yeah, so like, okay. um, before you like throughout the Marine Corps, you always have good leaders and bad leaders. Yeah, and you can always tell a good leader by the way they um, identify an issue, you know, work through that issue, and then um, maintain that standard of working through that issue if that issue comes up again. Mm-hmm. So. Um, the, the biggest thing that, you know, stands out is just how they hold themselves in the face of these issues, Mm -hmm. whether it's something small, like, Hey, we can't find something or something big, like, Hey, we have to plan this humongous, you know, exercise stuff like that. And just how they talk, how they hold themselves. Um, it definitely can sway you to like, this is a good leader. And now that I went through recruiting school, it kind of like, I looked back and I was like, wow, how he's talking, how he's, you know, holding himself, how he's going through issues. Um, That's kind of like what I learned, basic one-on-one recruiting Mm -hmm. school. And it's all about public speaking. It's all about, you know, being confident and stuff like that. And like seeing that just in the fleet and how it's still with them, you know, Mm -hmm. years and years after they, you know, left recruiting, um, it it definitely, you know, helped me a little bit was like, hey, you know, there's always going to be good days and bad days. Right? Yep. Whether you're in the fleet, whether you're on an SDA, there's always going to be good days and bad days. Mm-hmm. Um, but the stuff you take away from this this duty, um, that's what I'm looking forward to because it, it's definitely going to help me change, you know, my perspective, my uh, kind of like thought process on how I do things. And I could see that through how they do the things.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. The, the, and the, the reason why I asked that question, and I'm like, I like how you answered that because a lot of, I've never had anybody answer it that way. And the reason why I asked the question is because, and coupled with why I started the podcast is because I've heard like, nobody ever hears the positivity that comes out of recruiting duty. And, and recently I had made a post about this. I I heard, I heard a Marine, um, a friend of mine who's a current eighty four twelve, He has a Marine who has been on the streets, not even three months and who went to seek help and is now getting taken off the streets due to mental instability. And I'm like, I'm like, bro. What could have gone on in in less than three months that you feel <laughs> yeah. like you can't do this anymore? And it's and it's not to laugh at it, right? But it's like, what's going on in the world or in the Marine Corps that people can't come on an SDA and survive three years? Like yeah. the fact that people are constantly getting kicked off the duty or RFC or or going back to the you know needs of the Marine Corps or hey betterment of the Marine Corps, right? Or like, it's like, what the heck is going on that people can't just make it through three years of a duty, right? Now, mind you, people listening to this podcast are going to say things like, bro, you're not on the duty right now. You don't know what you're talking about. Bro, every single person in every error of being on Marine Corps recruiting duty has had a problem. There's been one thing that they've had to deal with that they've had to yep. overcome in the adversity, right? And And unfortunately for you guys, the guys who are going on to the duty right now, there's quite a few. But everybody's had to – every Marine in Marine Corps history has had to overcome adversity. That's what we do. That's what we're taught to do. And unlike most people, we're told to at, to enjoy that. We're told to embrace that. Like we're taught as Marines to embrace those things. And I feel like a lot of that's not how it is anymore because now you have people who are literally getting histed and then they're coming out to this duty. And then within three to six months, they're no longer on the duty because they figured, hey, I'd rather end my career on a good note or a bad note because I don't want to be here. And it's like, what is being told to you guys that's so bad that this is what you guys would rather do? And that's why it's like, you know what? I want people like yourself to be able to come on here and talk about, hey, like, yeah, it's stressful. Yeah, you know what, the seven days a week or sometimes, or but it but a lot of it's like Dude, it's what you make of it. Like you, like like joking around, like in the beginning of this, I said, hey, this is your last weekend with your family. And (laughs) was I being honest? Yeah, mostly. But at the same time, I wasn't. Because there was numerous times in my time at Monmouth where I would leave work. I would go to lunch with my wife and my children. And then I would go back to work where I would include my wife in my day and unfortunately the marine corps recruiting duty isn't a seven you're you're a marine you're not in a sales job it's not a normal sales job you don't just clock in and clock out like you don't do that anywhere in the marine corps so it's it's very normal that this happens now unfortunately it maybe people don't deal with it the best way you know maybe some 8412s or some command members think that hey you working until 3am is going to change how good you are at recruiting. I don't agree with that, but maybe that might happen. But like the reality of it is is that like the last answer to any of this is ever suicide or quitting. And unfortunately, those are two things that happen a lot. So like my question to you is going into this like are you afraid of 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 quitting? Are you afraid of this being too hard are you like what are, what are your thoughts on on that like going into this
1: mentally um not 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 by any means trying to sound cocky and stuff but i don't i don't see myself as someone who quits um pretty much in any aspect whether it's small or big so coming into this like with all the horror stories people tell you um you know it it's it never deterred me it never scared me in any way um it i look at at i look at it as um Pass or fail on this duty, I'm gonna grow. At the end of the day, I'm gonna grow, mm-hmm. whether I grow a lot or grow a little. So I'm never scared that like, hey, something bad's gonna happen, and and like I'm gonna quit and I'm gonna go, you know, either end my career uh, this way. And it's like, that's it. What am I? What do I do next? Um, I, I definitely know I'm gonna I'm gonna stay out here. I'm gonna stay here for three years, and and I'm gonna make the best of this situation. So I'm going to take every opportunity I can to kind of better myself, whether it's small or big and, and kind of move forward and then take what I learned here, go back to the fleet and kind of spread my knowledge because that's what we do as Marines. We spread our knowledge.
0: Yeah. And that's and that's the thing about it, man. And that's the best way to think about it, because I think what happens is that like, I'm sorry to for the lack of a better term, right? But it, we and, you know, I, I don't remember exactly what movie it was, but they say you put the pussy on a pedestal, right? <laughs> people people come on this duty and they give it the, these ungodly powers and they're like oh my god this duty is going to murder my career and it's it, and it's either i'm gonna make it or i'm not gonna make it and it's like it's like bro I, I it sucks because like i've seen so many it's weird to say it right so it's like you've seen so many great marines get off the duty But then you take a step back and you're like, wait a minute, were they really great Marines or were they just frauds? Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, like if you can't make it through Marine Corps recruiting duty, like to me, like it's just like, bro, like you said, and like we've all said, like, dude, this is what we're bred to do as Marines. We're bred to face adversity. We're bred to not quit, to not fail, and to just make it through. And it's like, you know, for instance, you know, Sergeant Arana, now Gunnery Sergeant Arana he literally one of the things that he would just say when he would do he he couldn't his day he had the worst days ever and he would literally just be like bro i'm a sergeant like i'm a sergeant of marines my job is to make mission my job is to win wars my job is to make it out of this alive that's the only thing that i can do and when no matter how bad the day was He still ended it on a positive note, and that's the thing about it is if you go into this with the idea of, oh, Marine Corps recruiting is this all-powerful thing, well, then, of course, you're going to let it eat eat you up. Of course, you're going to let it drain you. Of course, you're going to let it cause you anxiety, depression, and all these different things. But if you come at it from a different angle and you just go into it with a positive mental attitude and you just work as hard as you can work and you work as smart as you can work, then you're going to make it happen. And especially like a lot of people, I'm telling you this right now, I guarantee you this is what's going to happen to you on Monday morning, I promise you. And if this doesn't happen, if this doesn't <laughs> happen, tell me, Like I'll, I'll we'll, we'll do it live, I don't care, but I guarantee <laughs> you this is what's going to happen on Monday morning. When you go to Monmouth, somebody's going to say to you, oh man, this is Mammoth." someone's gonna say if they haven't already said it oh man this is mammoth mammoth is hard bro listen to me every plot of land is good every plot of land can be bad it just matters how it's harvested that's the reality of it bro like no matter what rss you have you can have an rss that like and i'll say mammoth mammoth there was a point in mammoth where they were horrible disgusting trash and then we were writing 13 in the summer months, and we were destroying it. And then all of a sudden, a couple months later, new office gets changed around. They miss mission for the next six months straight. Then all of a sudden, boom, new regime. People start killing it. It's not who's there. It's I'm sorry. It's not. It's not the station that you're in. It's who's there. It's mm-hmm. those Marines in that office. It's those Marines that either want to make it. Or they don't want to make it. It's those Marines that want to change the lives around them. It's those Marines that want to have um, an everlasting presence in a station, in, in a place, and in, in a community. And when you take it, looking at, at it like that, when you look at it in that fold in that way, it's it, it's like it's like I don't, it's like folding a flag. When you fold a flag at a funeral, you want it to be the tightest flag ever. And you want to Mm -hmm. give it to that person and you want to, you know, give it to that person because they're gonna take that, they're gonna they're gonna put it in the in the box and they're gonna put it on their mantle, and it means something, right? Because it's for the president of the United States from all of us, right? But guess what? Somebody could fold that flag and it'd be shitty. Like they could. Like someone could literally not give a damn and just be like, you know what? I'm just gonna fold this up real quick, bang, and that's it. Yep. They could. But will you? And that's the thing about it, man, is that you have to go into this with the mentality of I don't give a damn if we if you guys missed, but we're going to make it. Or at least I'm going to. I'm going to do everything in my power to make it every month, knowing that I gave my all every day, every month, because sometimes that that's not that's not what's going on. And, and I don't know how it is there now. I haven't been there. I don't know. But. What I'll tell you though is that you're gonna have people who say, Oh bro, mom this is a beast, bro. And while I don't negate that because it is a disgusting place, like I've seen it be number one, I've seen it be number two. You know, so you're going to an awesome office with, with an like the community itself is a phenomenal place. You know that from growing up there. Yeah. Um but i'm excited bro i'm excited for you i'm excited to to see you to to see you work to see you grow and and that's the part the best part about this whole entire podcast like i'm excited to see you you know three six nine go through your freaking first year second year third year and bro it's gonna fly by like i i know right now you're probably like bro it's not (laughs) even par yet dude my boy murphy who's at monmouth right now i took him in i was his station commander he's off the bag now and he checks out in like 10 days and it's insane because like I was talking to him the other day and it's like, bro, it feels like just the other day he was getting on the duty and it dude, it flies by, man. It really does. Um, but so going back to talking with you about like just the future, like what are some things that you're looking forward to on the duty? Like having create, like completed BRC, what are you looking f- forward to
1: on recruiting duty? Uh, not trying to sound cheesy, but (laughs) the, (laughs) but the, the one thing that I really cannot wait to happen is after I write my first contract and after I send someone down to Paris Island, the one thing I'm looking forward to the most is seeing someone come back, Mm. whether it's right after boot camp for their, you know, leave period, or, you know, they come back after their, you know, they, they find me somewhere, you know after they finish their first enlistment and they go, you changed, you changed my life. That's what I really want to see. Like that, that's, that's what I'm really looking forward to because this duty, like I've been told obviously we talked about, you know, being told the horror stories and stuff, but like on the flip side of that, like I've also, you know, just from my previous chain of command who were in the recruiting um, realm, uh, they run into the people they put in. You know, around the fleet and they, you know, see them and they see how they change from, you know, getting them in at 17, 18 years old, you know, right out of high school and then seeing them progress. And that's what I love to see. And that's what I love to see, you know, in my last unit, just seeing people hit the fleet. This is their first unit, you know, and seeing them progress over a year two years. I'm like, hey, when you got here, you look scared. You look like the scared little kid, doesn't know what's going on. And now you're my go to guy. When I'm not here, you're you're in charge. When I'm not here, type thing. So seeing yeah. that progression, that's what I'm really looking forward to, bro.
0: It's 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 an insane feeling because, and it sucks because like you have the good ones and then you have the mm-hmm. bad ones, right? Yeah. Because like for instance, I have a marine. This happened last night. Funny as hell. Like I, I hold no no hold no bars. Like I, I say whatever the hell I want to say. So this dude, I put a a young man in the Marine Corps. It took me two years to get him in the Marine Corps. And the reason why it took me two years is because when I met him as a high school, um, when I met him as a high school senior, his mother was like all against it, completely against it. Mom was like, no, you're not joining the Marine Corps. But his two best friends were already in the pool program, already had MEP states, already was they were already going to boot camp every day. So they were trying to get him on board. But he was like, listen, man, like I, I want to, but my mom just won't let me. So I did everything I normally do, you know, trying to get over with the mom and just trying to get the kid to understand, like, bro, at the end of the day, like. When when you and this is something that I always said, you know, to to young men and women, I'd be like, hey, man, if if Becky was standing in front of you right now and Becky pulled her pants down and said, yo, let's go right now, would you call your mother and ask your mother if you can beat guts (laughs) right now or would you just do it? Oh well of course I would just do it. Okay, so let me ask this question. Why the hell do you got to ask your mother about a life-changing decision? Well, well beating Becky's guts is a life-changing decision. Yeah, pregnancy, gonorrhea, diseases, it's all the same <laughs> shit, right? But you'll do that right now with no problem, right? But when it comes to the Marine Corps, you won't look at that and you won't see what the hell the Marine Corps could do for you that da da, da da. And I tried all these different things with this kid and he wouldn't he just wouldn't join the Marine Corps. And I but I always i always hit him up as uh, so for the next two years, his boys were in the Marine Corps, Lance Corporal, Corporal. They were coming home on leave. He was going to see them. He's falling more and more in love with the Marine Corps. And I'm still like, oh, but I would just keep it chill. Like, hey, man, what's going on? All of a sudden, I find out his mother died. His mother dies of, uh, I think it was cancer. And her last dying wish is that he'll never join the Marine Corps. So now I'm like, bro. I'm like, you're not going to, I'm like, that's a, now that's a good reason. I'm like, yeah. you know what, bro? Your mother's last dying wish that we going to join the Marine Corps. Long story short, I don't remember exactly how it happened, but his father and him, they were just going through a lot of financial issues because now mom wasn't there and it was just him and dad. And his friend comes home and he ends up joining the Marine Corps, finally becomes a Marine. Now he's a corporal, just re-enlisted, but now mind you. This young man wasn't going to re-enlist. This Marine wasn't going to re-enlist because his girlfriend, who lives in Jersey, was like, if you re-enlist, I'm not going to stay with you, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, so now he's calling me, and I'm telling him, I'm like, hey, listen, man, Like, if that's your girl and she's telling you that, then you don't need to be with her. I'm like, if you're happy and you love the Marine Corps, and her answer to you is that you can't re-enlist and you you can't stay in the marine Corps I was like you have no business being with that woman like you need to just cut ties and need to re-enlist now mind you he doesn't tell me anything all of a sudden a couple months later I find out he re-enlisted right so Surprise. he gets to <laughs> he, he gets to his new duty station and he he posts a picture up on Facebook about how he went to how he was the instructor at a corporals course or I'm sorry a leading marine seminar and um a, a And he's at this course and a Marine that we put that I put in the Marine Corps, another Marine that knew him, comments on it and is like, Oh wow, you look like a recruiter, right? And he tags me. Okay. So I comment on it and I say, Wow, you look like he just got kicked out of the Marine Corps for Coke. (laughs) He doesn't know that I know he got kicked out of the Marine Corps for cocaine. So I'm like, Yeah, you dumbass. Like, here you are. So, but now mind you it's two different opposites, right? I have a Marine who just reenlisted, who's looking at becoming a sergeant. And then I have another Marine from the same area, same high school, same AO, who just got kicked out of the Marine Corps for doing cocaine. And, and it's like, the, the thing about this duty is that you're going to have both of those things. And, and on top of that, bro, you're going to have people that you would have loved to put in the Marine Corps, that will never join the Marine Corps, but they'll prosper somewhere else and you'll still keep those connections because I have those too. You know I have I have a young man Bahadur Kalik who I thought would have been the best marine ever. Went to boot camp within like 2 or 3 days he was an MCRD discharge. Guess what? i still bro i see him at the shop right all the time i still hit him up i still talk to him you know because at the end of the day it wasn't about him it, like would i have loved to him be, be a marine yes but i still built a relationship with him and that's what it's all about is building relationships yeah. and and but that's what it is man like i have so many marines that are because now i'm at five years where i saw start, i started recruiting to five years ago so about to be six years ago so like now I have recruiters I have I mean I have poolies that are all freaking sergeants now you know what I mean and and it's and it's insane because like now I have young I have freaking sergeants that are leaders in the Marine Corps that are all getting histed like two of my Marines that I put in the Marine Corps are now about to go on one's going on recruiting duty and coming back to Jersey the other one's going on drill instructor duty and then the other one one of them just got out and I was at his going away party. Like, and, and and it was just, but that's, what's crazy about it, man, is that like, you're looking at it right now, like, Hey, I'm about to go to par, but then six years later, you're going to be like, bro, like you're going to be watching this just like, dude, I remember when I was a boot ass recruiter, but so (laughs) now as far as like, you got, you got a family, you have kids, right? Yep. How, how does that, like, what's going on with that situation? Like, is, is, is your wife ready for this? Like, what are her... What are her thoughts? Like, what are the conversations y'all are having?
1: Um, <clears throat> The biggest thing that we're going to have to not figure out and deal with, but kind of like overcome is mm-hmm. it, like, she's not going to be a stay-at-home mom, right? So it's not like, hey, the kids have, you know, someone to watch them all the time. Like she's going to yeah. go and finish her nursing school. That way, when we get done with recruiting duty, Next place we go, hey, there's more opportunities for her, just like there's more opportunities for me. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. dealing with the work schedule and the work that I'm going to do on top of dealing um, with her dealing with my work schedule and then her stuff, and then while raising kids, it's going to be like we have we both have like three full-time jobs. It's so going to be rough. It, yeah, so the biggest thing is is making sure that, you know, we both understand, like, it's not like we're trying to outdo each other with, who worked harder today. So they get less, you know, to do when we get home. It's, it's really just about making sure like we both understand what we're doing is Mm going to be better, bettering ourselves that way down the road, life's going to be easier. Mm -hmm. So we're both going to put the same amount of effort in and just be very vocal about, you know, any issues that come up, be very vocal about like needing help, stuff like that. So that's the biggest like conversations that we've had um, to get through, you know, this duty, because like my, my wife is, has known uh, you know my chain of command uh, in the past and, and they're very open with her and everything too. Like I remember back when I was in three two and it was either when I picked up sergeant or when I re-enlisted, but she posted, you know, something on Facebook that was the dependa post. But the dependa post, it was all you know jokes for her because like she was very, very close with my chain of command that they were all dying laughing. Like it was like the really out there dependent. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. We reenlisted. We picked up <laughs> and stuff like and stuff like that. I was dying laughing. Like I went to work the next day, and everyone, you know, all my staff sergeants, my gunnies, my my lieutenants, my captain, like everyone was dying laughing because she was very. Like, it was it was so funny. Um, That's great. And like they they've also you know as time passes, like she still stays in touch with some of them and stuff like that. So like getting some of their perspective on it as well. Mm-hmm. Kind of like helped us basically make sure we have a plan together, make sure we have a, you know, kind of a standard uh, that we're going to maintain throughout this whole experience for the next three years.
0: Yeah. It, and it, it's just what I, you know, it's, I've done a couple of episodes about marriage on recruiting duty with married couples. And I've, me and my wife did an episode. And bro, I, the biggest thing, man, is communication. And especially like when it comes to going, it, it, what the biggest thing that sucks the most about being on recruiting duty is that your job is to speak to people yep. all day long.
1: <laughs> That's it.
0: <laughs> and, and, and your job is to get people to say no and then change it to a yes. And your job is to influence people to become Marines, right? Your job is to influence people all day. So at nine o'clock at night or 10 o'clock at night, when you leave that office, The last thing that you ever want to do is speak to one more person. And that's the biggest thing I'm telling you right now, man. When you get in that car, like you've got to remind yourself that like, hey, I have a wife and kids at home that I need to go home and speak to. And because like that's the hardest part is that like you want to just get in that car and you want to just shut the fuck off. You want to shut down. You want to just not speak to one more person. You don't want to hear no more words because you know that tomorrow at 730 a.m., you're gonna have a call, a text message, or a phone call from somebody, and you're gonna to have to go talk to somebody, talk and to then some you're, and you're not gonna to talk to you're not gonna stop talking about talking for the next three years. So <clears throat> it becomes very bothersome. But it's it, it's just reminding yourself of that because at the end of the day, you don't know what your wife is going through, and she doesn't know what you're going through. Like no matter how much you communicate it, you're yeah. not living. You're not living what the other person's living, and you're never gonna understand that because you don't receive things, or you don't receive things, or give things the way that they receive things or give things. So that's why open communications gotta be the biggest thing, um, and 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 really just you know I, I, something that I always told my wife was, bro. I, I told my wife what I needed for the month. Like if my my wife knew what I needed to go home. Mm -hmm. And I say that because then my wife could hold me accountable. Like if my wife saw me on Instagram or if my wife saw me on any kind of social media platform, my wife would call me and be like, why aren't you working? (laughs) Like my wife would be like, why why aren't you working? Because I know that you got to have two appointments for tomorrow. Do you have your two appointments for tomorrow? And like some people see that as being like, oh, like your wife is too involved. And I had people tell me that, like people would tell me that my wife was too involved. And I would say, no, your wife doesn't even know what the hell you do all day. Mm -hmm. Like my, bro, my wife was at every single PC. Every, anytime I ever had to go sit down with a mother and father, my wife was there. My, and then when I had kids, guess what? My kids were there. I never did PCs without my wife. And guess what? I never had a parent say no because my, because, because a lot of times when you sit down with parents they they want to know what the Marine Corps family life looks like because yeah. they've only heard horrible stories. So when you get to sit in front of them with a wife and a ch- and children and you get to show them that you're not a part of this number and that you have a happy family that the Marine Corps is provided for, then a lot of their questions don't even have to be asked because they're already answered because they see the answers right in front of them. So I would include so when <laughs> excuse me. So that's how I would include my wife. Was I would include my wife in my day-to-day working, like I would, be like, or I would, you know, I would, um, I would call my wife during the day, or I bring her flowers, or I would just stop by. Like I know she likes a cup of coffee or whatever, and I would just stop by real quick, take time out of the day, because people are gonna tell you, like your Ari, your Ri, they're gonna tell you all the time, hey, put it in your S and R, man, make time for it. But guess what? When you make time for it, someone's going to be like, hey, bro, why did you go and do that? (laughs) And then you're going to be like, oh, because you told me that I could Yeah, But you have your two for tomorrow. So that's why. Just go ahead and do it and just make it so that it's in your route. So make sure that, hey, you know what? I'm going to be in Howell today for whatever reason. I'm going to be ACing Howell. All right. You know what? I'm going to I'm going to go swing by the house that I got to do HVs. Right. So one of those HVs is going to be my house. And not in the gov, though, you're not going to go to your (laughs) house in the gov. gov. (laughs) Um, But, you know, and that's the thing, man, is you you just got to work your family into the job. And and I know that some people may disagree with me on saying that because people are going to be like, oh, well, your family should come first. Listen to me. I'm not saying your family shouldn't come first. But here's the thing. If I don't have a job. Then can I provide for my family? If I'm not making mission. And if I'm not getting promoted to make more money, can I provide for my family? No. Can I be proud of my work ethic as a Marine if I'm not making mission and I'm not doing what my job is as a Marine? No. And if you say you can, well, then I don't want to talk to you. But that's the reality (laughs) of it. Like, In order for you to do what you have to do as a father, as a man, you have to do your job. And, and and in turn you have to couple that with family and work ethic and you'll be i right. that's it
1: yeah yeah you're absolutely right
0: uh, so uh, before we cap this up because we're about to hit 40 minutes what going into this checking in what what are you what are you feeling right now like talking about this thinking about it like right now going into par on Monday. Like yeah. what are your what are your thoughts, feelings, like your emotions, like what's going on in your head right now?
1: Uh, definitely excited. Definitely. Oh, there's my daughter. Hey. <laughs> uh, definitely excited to yeah. see kind of like what's gonna come next. Uh, mm-hmm. whether it's gonna be hi. Right. Go to bed. I
0: don't like it.
1: Mm. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> it's it's past your bedtime. Um yeah. Definitely excited to see what's going to happen next, uh, whether it's like the small stuff on like, hey, how part training is just going to go. And then mm. after that, how am I going to transition into my day to day you know, job as a recruiter? And then after that, how do I improve my day to day job um, as a recruiter? And then how do I finish up my day to day job at the end of this this duty? Um, so so definitely excited and and, and definitely want to get all the opportunities I can to improve myself and then my surroundings as well.
0: Bro, I'm 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 excited for you man. I'm excited to see you, you know, grow. I've already seen you grow from the pooly to now sergeant to soon to be staff sergeant. So I'm excited to see you, you know, grow as a recruiter because it really is insane, man. It's insane how you go from, you know, not being able to conduct an interview to being able to be a wordsmith and be able to get like it dude you'll you're gonna have you know you might have an issue with committals and then all of a sudden one day you're the guy who can sit down with a kid for like three minutes and you've got everything you need to go on deck and life is completely different and those are the things that you can get there like and that's the thing about it man like you got to understand going into this that like anything else while it's new it's not so like. Don't think too crazy into this whole thing called Marine Corps recruiting duty. You're a Marine. You've been doing this thing for eight years. Like if you played the same video game for eight years, I'm pretty sure sure you could sell it off the sho- off off the shelf. Like you've been doing this job for eight years. You know what it means. So that's what you got to do, man. Is is just take what you already know, make it happen. But yo, go enjoy your time with your family. Um, <laughs> Thank you so yeah. much for for stopping by, bro, and um, I'll talk to you soon, bro. I don't think we could have better ended it on a better note. Go take yeah. the time that you have now with your family, bro. Um, I'm excited to see you freaking rookie recruiter of the year. You better make it happen. And, um, I'll make it happen. I'll, I'll talk to you later, bro. All
1: right, man.